Hey, hey, hey. How's it going, everybody? I'm, uh, I am thrilled to the bone. You're thrilled to the bone. Absolutely. You usually go, I'm excited. No, no, I'm actually This thrilled, is different. This is, this is an upgrade. This must be special. This is special. Uh, with us on the Max and Tony show is uh, my dear friend, my castmate mm-hmm. on Patriot. Uh, you've seen him in Orange is the New Black, the Spider-Man movie, and uh, we're thrilled. And he's cool Rick. And he is cool, Rick and Patriot. Patriot. Yeah. We are thrilled to have Michael Chernus with us. Hey, 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 man! Hey, thrilled to be here. Yeah, Michael, did this you? This is exciting. Did you meet my dad on the first season of Patriot? Um, yeah, we okay. we yeah. didn't meet during the pilot at all. No, right. no we had okay. no scenes together during the pilot. Do I you think... guys have any scenes together in the first season at all? I'm thinking right no. now. I can't. No, no, yeah, no. no. Okay. In the second season, that's a way different story. We're not going to give away any spoilers, but okay. Let's just say that we're not unfamiliar to each other. It's cool, Rick and Birdbed. We have some love scenes. May unite. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Okay. There's a shower scene. I will not watch those. Uh, There's some <laughs> soft music. You know, some some Edith Piaf music. A shower scene. Oh no. Some very bubble French. bath. Yeah, no. very French. Well, that was the Max and Tony show, everybody. I hope everybody enjoyed that. Um, Max is calling his therapist. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think the first time we met was uh, when the show got picked up. Steve had a like a cast dinner in. for cast, yeah. and okay. that was kind of my first night um, meeting mostly everybody. I mean, I met, I had met uh, obviously Mike Dorman, and uh, I met Kurtwood and Terry very briefly, right. But it was kind of the first night a lot of us met. I ne- I'd never met Mike O'Connell. Um, oh, really? Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you uh, by the way, met who was on night? our our podcast last week? Yeah, yeah, that's was wonderful. Yeah, I can't wait to hear that. Yeah, yeah, that was. Oh man, he's hysterical. So you met him that night. You didn't meet him during the second season or anything. No, I. In fact, I didn't even even meet him that night. I oh. did not meet him till the second season. Until I didn't meet him until we were in Paris. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. But so, you and I never really hung out, Tony, until I went to see your show. Your Some of your work was being shown at DePaul. The DePaul Museum. Yeah, yeah. and I oh, called you afterwards because I flipped out for it. Yeah. And uh, I was like, "That was your work is extraordinary. And Tony was like, well, what are you doing now? Let's, <laughs> let's <laughs> hang out. Impersonation. Yeah. He was like, let's go have dinner. Yeah. Like, Michelle and I will come pick you up. And like half an hour later, we were like yeah. having dinner. And, that sounds like my dad. I think we That's went, amazing. I think we went to Hot Chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Okay. Where you can get a very serious burger. No. Yeah. I, re- I haven't Everything been there in there years, but I, I still remember Mindy like like it was yesterday. She Mindy had a Siegel, great my personality hero. and uh, a lot of energy. One of my heroes, and she's now in the legal edibles edible business. business. Yeah, yeah. Right on. Wow. Yeah. If if uh, any edible businesses want to sponsor the Max and Tony show, we are all absolutely. We're all open for that. We are yeah. all down with legal marijuana. <laughs> so it's very I, progressive of you. You know exactly <laughs> the kind of guy I am. You know? Um now you, you went to Juilliard. I did. I did. Juilliard. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Long long time ago back in the 1990s. Oh wow. Yeah. Holy moly. I mean yeah, um me and Max were talking about you know we're still going through that thing where we go on lots and lots of auditions mm-hmm. and uh it seems after school you you start working relatively quickly 
Oh, God bless you. Mostly um, in theater, <laughs> right? I mean. Yeah, it was, uh, the beginning of my career was mostly all plays, uh, and a lot of them in New York, a lot of them new, new plays, which uh-huh. was really exciting, getting to work w- with young Light writers. Light blood of theater, man, new yeah. work. Do you live for that, um, like approaching new characters as opposed to characters that have already sort of been played before or you know i i know there's some actors who who are in this business because they want to play a character they've always wanted to play or they want to be in star wars or some sort of thing like that and right i don't know um yeah i really love doing new new work um i it's it is a different sort of uh process and approach to doing a play that's already been done um especially if if the author's you know no longer living, like if you're doing right. like a Shakespeare play, yeah, um, and and something like that that's been interpreted so many times, yeah. so it can many. be the the pressure of like living up to playing Hamlet or playing Willie Loman in Death of a Salesman or something like that. Um, more than even though thinking about it being a new character, I really love uh, collaborating with a writer. Okay, like yeah, having the living writer in the room and and right. seeing them make changes based on something you said or something you did in the rehearsal room. And and they sometimes become just very immediate. I mean, the writer's in the room with a laptop. and Sure, yeah. Um, yeah very often. often with a new play, the, the script that you start with changes markedly from the script that eventually becomes performed. Right. One of the things Absolutely. I love about new plays is you get first bite at it. Yeah. Yeah, you get the yeah. chance. You get the chance to kind of try to be the high water mark. You know, like like absolutely. I did uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, and the I, first ever production. Uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, but it was with a really neat company here, Collaboration. They're wonderful, and um, I uh, I had to avoid watching uh, the movie. You yeah. know, because Duvall did it. And right. it's like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to borrow or, or, uh, yeah. or be even influenced by someone yeah. else's, uh, you know, interpretation. I can't yeah. imagine what it's like for guys who do like a lot of O'Neill or a lot of Mamet mm-hmm. who've seen, uh, you know, those guys have a whole cadre of oh, man. actors that, that have actually done that work so many times. Have you seen people on YouTube do Alec? Baldwin's version of uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, and just their attempt to to try it, and it just—that's actually my favorite Alec Baldwin uh, performance. It's, yeah, no, it's it's yeah. so great that people. It, it just looks like it looks like a joke when people try to do it, and I think some people are doing it to be funny and and, yeah. and to be humorous. But I, there's a lot I made of an art piece about it. Like, I wrote. Really? I made a, a word piece. Oh, that's My right. name is Fuck You. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just um, right. You and you made else? a shirt off of that. Yeah, Are exactly. those shirts floating around somewhere? I, I don't know. That's we'll I we'll know. find you one. Yeah. Um, but also from Glenn Gary, Jack Lemmon. I mean, one of his last performances. And, right. I mean, for me, one of the great American actors. Who Absolutely. Did, who did you yeah. look at? Um, who did I look at? I mean, I've, I always looked up to Phil Hoffman. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, as an actor and also just as sort of a guiding light in terms of how to build a career and a body of work. Um, and as a guy who, uh, you know, physic- physically I was in a similar realm as, uh, you know, to be able to see a bigger guy and a not, a, you know, a not 
Uh, yeah, I'm thankful for that too. You know, I'm yeah, thankful yeah. to Rob Reiner, uh, yeah. Jimmy Gandolfini, sure, um, and Philip Seymour Hoffman. I mean, the first time I ever really, really noticed him was Boogie Nights, mm. and He's just so good in that. that yeah. Without even speaking, it's just that hunger that. Uh, well, even that for, tiny role he has in The Hard Eight, that Paul Thomas Anderson oh, movie, is at the yeah. end of the craps table. He's just he kills it, and he just has just a minute the, of. The, less than that of screen time. And the just, guy never breathed an untrue breath in front yeah. of the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Much like you. Oh, my God. You know, that's, when I, that's no, I'm kind. serious. When I, no, when I saw you in Patreon, I thought. On camera. I, you know, when, when you. Mima did it. She was country strong. <laughs> um, and then so. uh, the attache part, and I, I, I thought. Wow, this 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 guy's got way more gears than I'll ever have. And yeah, man. I'm just gonna watch him and hopefully learn something. <laughs> you know. Well, with writing that good, you know, it's easy. Um, hey, man, man. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, initially, was the writing of Patriot uh, the thing that stuck with you? you? The first, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, when I read the pilot, I I it was, I was floored by how funny and human and complicated and weird and just uh and idiosyncratic idiosyncratic i mean you know people always talk about writers like mamet like uh miller like uh, they're gonna someday talk about conrad because you and i know now um just how specifically that is written Mm, yeah and there's a very very uh, specific absolutely and there's a very con steve conrad way to kind of say stuff and mm-hmm. and, and this yeah. idea of uh, you know things not quite connecting or getting from point A to point B, you know. Yeah. And well, to yeah, he, his writing doesn't hold uh, a lot. Like you, it, you can't overact it. You know, it's yeah. it's very. Um, there's not a lot of acting required in terms of like if you just if you trust the what he's. Written. Exactly. If you, trust you can't the language, go wrong. You can't go wrong. Yeah. And um, you know, I feel like if we're talking about like you know being truthful, I feel like you really you can't lie. Um, no. Doing his writing, you can't get away with anything. No. Um, no. Yeah. You can't. I, I I remember he told me the first day that I uh, that I got to go on set with him. He said, "We don't chase performance here," and mm. so that told me immediately he knew what he wanted, and he he doesn't go for you know the best take or 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 this will do he he will literally put you guys through everything and and again he doesn't chase performance so it's not a lot of takes unless there's some sort of no i think he thing out of out of the actor's control that usually seems i think he cast as specifically as he wrote you know i mean oh yeah i mean i i've you know i've watched season one about 10 times i'm and I watch it to basically look at the work of uh, all of the people I got to work with, and I, I thought, man, I'm slugging way above my weight here. I'm I'm on yeah. a learning curve, and it's, and I think I, I think that's a good way to feel. I think yeah. uh, well, it yeah. seemed like in the wanting second to, season, wanting to grow. Yeah, you know, it uh, seemed like in the second season he was writing even like since he got to spend that much time around you guys for the first season, he was sort of writing things that were in your favor well especially mm. especially you i mean 
The things he puts bird baths. Well, yeah, bird baths yeah. a hard guy to polish up. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he's somehow he managed. But well, what I love about the show and what Steve does is all of the characters get um, an uh, arc. They get an arc, and yeah. they get their moments, and they and they get fleshed out, and they yeah. are human and three dimensional, and uh, yeah, they're nobody's nobody's just a the butt of a joke. Part of what I'm loving is it was specifically in season one. Uh, the relationship between you and Dennis McLaren, who is Chris Conrad, <laughs> who is Steve Conrad's brother and uh, one of the most phenomenal comic actors I've ever watched in my life. Yeah. You know, I mean, that part with the safe, the safe is just yeah. the best conversation. <laughs> I think. I thought, Chris is, Chris God, is I brilliant. wish I wrote that, yeah. you know? Yeah. He's brilliant and fearless and so funny. Just so good. You know, his timing is extraordinary. In season one, uh, it, it, at the end, he walks into a police station completely naked with nothing but his shoes on. And it's just. You, how many times have you watched that part? Oh, well, <laughs> you know, I watched that late at night. You know? I just, um, I you're marrying so, him this yeah, week, right? Um, I'm, I'm performing the ceremony with him and his new wife, Helen. Yes. I would marry him myself, but right. uh, you're not getting married to him. You are no, right. you are no. performing <laughs> contrary to rumors. You are the you padre. Know? You are the yeah. I'm the vicar. I'm yeah. the I'm the. How did you get that license? I still Universal I still, Life Church, man. I, I know, I know, but w- going how many the, steps did you have to take to actually get that? Like, I can't <laughs> see you even going no. online and filling it out. I could see you being like, "Son, can you just fill my name out here?" No, like, but I then again, got it when I was still doing radio. Okay, the producer of my radio show. I went online, paid the twenty five bucks, and I got my ticket punched. You know, and That's I'm insane. A, I'm Those a reverend with the Universal Life Church. Anyone can get one. Okay, so I'll get yeah, one. Thank I'll, I'll you. Your, I'll follow your footsteps there. Um, how many people have you married? Uh, I married seven couples. How many wow. of the seven couples are here with us to this day? Still married? You mean? Yes. I'll be honest. Five of them shit the bed. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> that's not a good record. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. But but the ones that lasted two. have been have been married for well over fifteen years. Right. Wildly um, unhappy, but they're still together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, they're staying together for the kids or the Separate dogs. Separate You know, oh, yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, well, yeah. A few of them went. <laughs> Pick Chris. Yeah, we're not going to. We're going to. Congrats, Chris. We're, we're not Everybody gonna, else was unavailable. Dude, we're not going to drop this podcast until after the wedding. Right. But, right. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I'm very thrilled to do it, and uh, I spent today writing the ceremony. Um, it's an honor. Short yeah. And sweet. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I, I, you know, conferred with the greatest theoreticians on love in the world, you know, poets, Pablo Neruda mm. and Octavio Paz, and, mm-hmm. you know. And those are your go-to guys when it comes to that, right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. When it comes to love, I mean, Pablo Neruda was kind of a short, squat, uh, overweight, bald guy who uh, had an immense capacity for love and fell in love a lot, you mm. know. I yeah. mean, I got to tell you, Pablo did okay, you know. Um, they made a movie about it. <laughs> Opustino, you know. Yeah. Um, when did that come out? Oh God, I think it came out in '95. Something okay. like that. And, yeah. Uh, sadly, yeah. the the actor who uh, acted opposite the 
uh, Il, you know, Neruda part, uh, mm -hmm. passed away before the movie was even released. Oh, man. Um, I didn't know that. And he was a marvelous uh, uh, Italian actor. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, we, we, you know, one of our castmates is uh, getting married. Yeah. I didn't get invited. <laughs> well, there's only I think there's only like eleven. We need people that shots wedding, fired you know? button, man. <laughs> yeah, we need our shots fired. We have these, um, you know. Yeah. Hey, well, Chris, any progress with shots fired? Okay, <laughs> drop it in there after after Chernis says I didn't yeah, get put invited. It, put it yeah. in right. I don't now. think you know what. I don't think he he knew you were going to be here, or else I think he certainly would have. Yeah, yeah, we can move on. It's okay. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I'm not upset. I'm over it. I'm, I'm over yeah, it. It's fine. Exactly. I wouldn't. I'm not available anyway. Um, <laughs> oh man. Oh no. So going into season two of we're Patriot, already starting <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Chris. Uh, going into season two of Patriot and going into Paris. What's the mindset of that? I mean, I mean, dead. I knew I, you were excited, but. I mean, you came back after the first month just in love with Paris, in love with the cast, in love with Absolutely. the crew. Absolutely. And you really, you it's became a big Francophile. Big time. Yeah. 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 You, you yeah. bit the baguette. I bit the baguette. <laughs> and I, I sucked the marmalade off it. Um, I, uh, you know, I came back to this with the idea that uh, when I saw the scripts, it's like, okay, I've got to more to do mm -hmm. I'm around a lot more on my is, camera is there pressure more. with that I mean oh god yes I mean especially when I, I walk into a, a room full of Michael Chernus Terry O'Quinn Kurtwood Smith Michael Dorman and right. Chris Conrad I mean they're right uh, I you know plus uh, going to Paris you're, but, yeah. yeah, but you're also, last season, man, you were off of uh, a serious surgery, and you weren't as mobile as you were, man, so, I mean... First season, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. they were, I mean, it was sort of... The day before we shot... Les the, was sort of asked of you physically, because it sort of had yeah, to be, right? Yeah. So, what was it like well, doing more physical? Yeah, I don't know, know if this is a spoiler, you know I I'm ran up, I ran up, uh, I ran up some hills. Okay, and, yeah. Ran him up um, a couple times, and and Steve came down and said, "We got it." And I said, "Look, if you need another one, I've got more. <laughs> yeah. I've got one more. That's Only awesome. because I've been training, I've been swimming. You were I mean, so active when we were in Paris. Oh yeah, yeah. we. Were, I lost and... seventeen pounds. Yeah, in you Paris. did. You in came Paris. back. I'm the only yeah. guy who ever got, went to Paris Truly. and lost weight. He came know? back looking uh, significantly slimmer, and me and my mom were just like, "What? Yeah. What's up with this guy? Did he eat? Is he okay?" And you know what? Naturally, for you were craft just doing service, what you're doing. every we we had the best craft service I've ever had on uh, any show. It's pretty good. It was a whole table full of really great vegetables, and that's what I ate every day. I didn't eat any meat at all during the day. You know, at night, once in a while, I'd have chicken or I'd have, you know, the odd pork chop here and there. But I, I was just pretty much really watched what I ate. Um, and in the morning, it didn't help because they'd have, you know, pastries yeah. and shit. And I didn't touch those. I mean, I didn't go near them. Don't I, touch I the pastries. <laughs> what are, you know, you've slimmed down, too. I'm trying. What are you doing? Trying to stay alive. Um, I'm just watching what I eat and uh, trying to work out more. And Do you swim? I don't swim. Man, you dig it. Yeah? 
It's amniotic, you know. It's, I don't know. It takes I, us back to our first. I love being in the water, but yeah. I'm not like a lap swimmer. Yeah, when I swim a lap, man, I feel like I'm going to die. Have you ever told your swimming with Rahm Emanuel story on the podcast? No, and I I, I can't yet, but okay. believe me, I will. You can't yet? Yeah. Because you're going to have him on? No. 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 Oh, well. Um, All right, moving on. No, yeah, we'll, no, move, there's uh, we'll move on legal from there. Matter that, uh, uh, got it. Uh, you going to Paris? Had you gone anywhere before uh, for acting, like around the world? Or I have. It's yeah. Okay. It's like one of my favorite parts about this job is you get to see the world. Yeah, um, yeah. And they have to fly a business class. <laughs> that that doesn't doesn't that suck. Doesn't suck. suck. Yeah. yeah. Um, While your son is in back uh, crying. I sent oh, chocolates. No. I sent chocolates your, back put, to you. Put your yeah. son in coach. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I'd be like sleeping I, almost I asleep. Chocolate back. And then all you That's hear is not enough, Tony. Is Max here? And the whole plane <laughs> like kind of wakes up, and they're like, "Why is this lady screaming, Max?" And I'm like. Yeah, that that's that's me. That's me. And she goes, "Oh, here, your dad gave you this. It's a chocolate." <laughs> and I can hear him from first class going <laughs> <laughs> with Steve Conrad. It's like, oh man. Yeah. And the first thing, first thing I get on, of course, like for business class gets on first. They're boarded already, yeah. and I'm waiting thirty minutes. I finally get on. Him and Steve have been talking for thirty minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah, and Steve go- looks at me, and goes, "Oh, hey man, just keep walking." <laughs> what a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those, yeah. That's fantastic. Lovely Steve um, Conrad moments. Right. Yeah. Uh yeah, but no, I've gotten to travel every I we uh I was in Malta for Captain Phillips, which was yeah. really cool because uh How how was that? It was really cool. I mean, I probably not a place I would have gone necessarily on my own. Right. So, That's um, off the coast of Italy, correct? Yeah, it's an island in the middle of the Mediterranean. Tiny well, it, looked, it looked like uh, off the coast of Somalia or something. That's well, yeah, what that's, it was that's what it was supposed to be. To be yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah. So we we were there. Um, it's a big. There's a lot of ports um, there. So we uh, we had an actual container ship that the the real ship that was hijacked was the Maersk Alabama, and we had a sister ship. The Maersk Company gave us a ship called the Maersk Alexander that we shot on. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So it looked. Exactly like the Alabama. And, um, you know, we get picked up at six or whatever every morning and driven down to the port of Valletta. And, um, like, the hair and makeup and breakfast trailers would be on sort of the dock. And uh, you'd go through hair and makeup and eat breakfast. And then by, like, 7, 7.30, it's like, everyone get on the ship. Get on the yeah. Boat, and yeah. we're going out to sea. And that's everyone. I mean, it's the from the crew to Tom Hanks and Paul Greengrass, like, right. everyone has to get on the for, for F and ship, yeah. and um, and then it there's this whole process where these tugboats have to come in and pull out this you know multi-ton vessel yeah, pull it out and guide it out yeah, to sea. Exactly. So you'd have like this whole hour of just like waiting for the freaking boat to get out on the water, <laughs> just sitting around uh, punching the clown. And, and but what's it like to get it back? I mean, I'm sure like by the end of those. Sh- Shooting days, you're probably tired, and like I'm betting they were long shooting. They were long days, and it's you know on a normal shoot, uh, like if if you're the first scene of the day and then you finish, you get to go home. Oh, really? While while no, not on a normal shoot. Oh, like or vice versa. If you're the last scene on the call sheet, you get to you know have a later call. Mm -hmm. You get you show up to work later. When you're on a 
ship out in the middle of the Mediterranean, okay. there's okay. no there's no one coming to get you. So like yeah. If I would, if my scene would be done, but there was more to shoot, you would just sit there and twiddle your thumbs. You didn't have a jet ski in your contract, man. I should have had. I should have yeah, really. jet, jet ski claws. Yeah. Um, how was how was Hanks to work with? I was in Philadelphia with him, and he was a lovely oh, man. Oh, you were. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Oh, he's man. he's the loveliest. I met Tom around the time of Philadelphia, actually. Oh, really? Um, when I was a kid. And I got to tell him this story when I met him again during Captain <laughs> Phillips, which was a thrill. It's awesome. He one of his first acting jobs ever was at uh, the, what's now called the Great Lakes. It's just called Great Lakes Theater, I think. It was Great Lakes Theater Festival, and before that was the Great Lakes Shakespeare Festival. But in Cleveland, he was in a couple productions. I think he was in Two Gentlemen Verona when he was like in his uh-huh. and he's always given back to that theater and been a supporter. And so when I was in high school, he did a, a one night like benefit performance. <laughs> And my best friend's mom worked for the theater. So my friend, his name was his name's Colin Moeller, he was like, do you want to, like, work this event? We'll make a couple bucks and we'll be, like, busboys, basically, for the reception and we get to see this show. And I was like, yeah. And so we went and saw the performance. And then our first job for the night was to stand outside in the first parking spa- space outside this restaurant where the reception was and wait for Tom Hanks's car to pull up. And it was a snowy, cold Cleveland night. Yeah. And oh, me and my buddy man. were like shivering out in the cold. And this car pulls up and he jumps out and he's very skinny because he had just wrapped Philadelphia. Yeah. And I just remember he was like, hey, how's it going, cats? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's oh my Hanks. God, that's, that's Hanks. And then I would just weirdly kind of like awkwardly stand around him all night. Like I wasn't doing my busboy duties. I would just stand by his table and be like, can I can I take that? Are you are you finished? More butter, sir? Um, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's so then awesome. I'm like on this like this uh, container ship in Malta and I'm just like, um, we've actually met once before. Yeah. And he I filled like, your glass. I was the busboy. What? I filled your glass with right, water. Exactly. I was a bus. Well, I was like, you called, you said, "Hey, what's up, cats?" And he was like, "No, I did." And I would never say cats. I was wow. like, "You did, you did, you did, you did." I wish I would have taped it. Yeah, you know, I I kind of like him as a director. I love that movie that he made, uh, that Jonathan Demme produced, that thing you that do. thing you do. Yeah, man, I, I he, it's a good movie. really like that? that film. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, um, I haven't seen it in so long, but I just. What was that? What was that based? Was that just based off of music back in that era, or was that based on I a think it was specific ba- band? I think it was an amalgam of uh, Black Sabbath and uh, oh, yeah, of yeah. course, yeah. of course, yeah. yeah, Joy Division. Kids. That's how they started. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was an amalgam of a lot of bands that maybe had one hit and couldn't right navigate the the success. Yeah. Okay. Which okay. is as difficult to navigate as failure and. Um, I liked it. I mean, I thought it was uh, kind of marvelous and kind of good-hearted, and uh, and I loved seeing uh, Tom Hanks' wife get a nice role. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She had a little role in that, and she kind of walked away with it. You yeah. Know, she She's was awesome. great. Yeah. Uh, I like what you just said, that you know sometimes success is just as hard to navigate as failure. It is. Yeah. Have you found that as an artist? Um. Yeah, because it's 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 not it's not this thing where you made it and then everything is it, it, it's always been uh, peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. I mean, there mm-hmm. there are some things you wish you'd uh, done or handled better. Um, I mean, the going to the studio and making my work part, I've I've got that down. That's yeah. that's the part I. Uh, 
Absolutely understand. I mean, I work six days a week, 10 hours a day. Nobody outworks me, you know? Yeah. But um, it's the other stuff. It's the kind of politicking and, and uh, navigating. I mean, I you know, I no longer have an art deal. I just uh, can't. I don't like what the art world's become. I don't like yeah. that it's so conflated with fashion and celebrity and uh, everyone knows the price of everything and the definition mm-hmm. of nothing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Max and I have uh, a, a couple of galleries and we, one of them specifically, which is kind of a yeah, baby, is the, you know, the dime. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. We don't I take a percentage, space. you know. and You don't. The last three right. shows with Adventureland Gallery, we take twenty percent. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, well, the landlord for, but that's the, also for the guy who owns the building. The guy who owns the building, uh, yeah, and, and that's really minimal. I yeah, mean, that's, sure, that sure. does not cover what we spend. There's a lot of artists show. who come into Adventureland Gallery assuming we take forty or fifty, and then they're yeah. shocked and well, have the stand- to change the price. The standard in the art world is fifty percent. Yeah, yeah, you which know? is yeah. crazy. It's like a guy sitting down I, next to you for who, dinner and eating. Half how did that? How did that come about? How did that happen? I mean. Um, is it well, big artists that blew up in the eighties or something? Oh no, this or, was or, long. Or, this was long were, before okay. that. It confuses you know? I mean, me, man. Look, it's always been the company store. It's just uh, dressed up and glamorized and polite. Yeah, the casual brutality of the art world is every bit as mean spirited and awful as uh, any other business. Right, and um, you know, I don't. You know, you wouldn't mind the fifty percent if they earned it. You know, right. um, you know, I, when I first got into this, I had a gallery in Philadelphia. They took fifty percent, but man, they cataloged everything, they framed right. everything, they they really worked hard. I mean, but uh, as long as there's somebody creating something, there's someone who wants to make money off of it, though. You no know, shit. You, yeah, I feel like the earliest yeah. cave drawings, there was some guy who was like, "I can exactly, I can, I can sell that, I can move that, I can get a saber tooth tiger steak for that." You know, yeah. I, 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 um, yeah, yeah. Once you, uh, once you get a little bit of success, you have a track record. You know, right. and people are always going to compare. Uh, what you do now to the last thing. I mean, I, I know you know this with, with films, you know? Well, yeah, I was just talking about this with a few other actors, too, about, especially on stage, I feel like I get stage fright in a way now that I didn't used to because I feel like... The, You're a marked man. Yeah, the stakes are higher, and yeah. I, you feel like um, people are watching you differently, and um, and there's more to lose. Like, yeah. when I was in my 20s, it, you know, it it didn't feel like... Literally, if I screw up or something tonight, if like mm-hmm. if I like, there's another show tomorrow night. Yeah, you know? but now it feels like uh, a false move can follow you forever. And that's uh, right, you know. Um, and then and then the you know people, it's nothing they'll ever say to your face either. It's uh, uh, what uh, they say yeah. behind you. Oh, you know, tonight. Yeah, he shrinks on stage. <laughs> shrinks, you know. I mean, I've, well, uh, and the internet is just a dark wormhole. Oh, oh man! And you the lesson I have learned, brother, is don't read the comments. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. I was on a. I was on a. They can, Mike's they can harder wreck your day in a in a heartbeat. I was on a Mike's know? harder lemonade commercial just for the internet, just for that. And oh man, I read. I made the mistake of reading those comments. Oh, and you know brutal. what? They're, wow. they're they're kind of funny in a way where it's like, wow, I never knew. 
this guy could make fun of me in this way. And you're just like, Jesus. And it humbles you, but wow, there are some savages out oh, it's there. A, I don't know if you remember, they got thankfully finally got rid of it, but IMDb, there used to be comments on everybody's oh, page. Oh, the, the yeah. forums. Yeah. I, yeah. I used to be one of those guys who, uh, since sixth grade, commenting on those forums, but that not nothing. You. No, nothing it negative. Was you. <laughs> nothing <laughs> negative, maybe critical sometimes, but just like, I was in sixth grade, you know? Yeah. I don't like IMDb, Lord of the Rings. Like, IMDb that's, that's page. It. Like, right. it's, yeah. The bald guy blows. Yeah. Son, knock no, it off. No, that, you know? but that's not, I never, I never went on there to attack. I always went on there to see what my knowledge of movies was valued at or something yeah um yeah i don't know but yeah. uh uh they're gone now and it's it's thank yeah. god I mean, well, people yeah. were, were vicious but even Horrible. like oh yeah i have a woman on twitter it's who's petty cruelty who's tweeted at me because i have this mole on my head i've had it since i was a kid <laughs> yeah. and she is like obs- obsessed with me removing the mole oh god like she'll write me and be like you have to you have to get that removed dude what and um <laughs> There was even one time when she was like, you're not losing any weight, so you need to remove the oh mole. My God. Holy shit, yeah, really? Like, thank you. What an asshole. Oh yeah. Thank God. you. This is some asshole, an asshole in her mother's basement, you know, uh, you know, eating a bag of circus peanuts. It, it, I mean, it was like, it was my mother, to be honest. No. <laughs> <laughs> Love people, mom. No, yeah. but people who- Call um, me. Yeah. What do you call anymore? Here's people a quarter. Do Go downtown and have a rat chew that fucker off. No, but <laughs> you know, I'll, like I'll Uncle Buck, you know? Kidding, you know, I'll have- um, You know what? Until you pointed it out, I never fucking noticed it. Thank you. Yeah, I, seriously, I, I, I mean, it felt like someone who has just some weird obsession. No, I I watch movies Bert with Marks. people, and I find that some of my more self conscious, insecure friends always do comment on the oh, look at this guy's thing, look at this, look at that. Yeah. And you're just like, dude, I'm trying to wa- I'm trying to watch yeah. the movie. Huh. And if you go to film school, they you, around you realize that, one. <laughs> that like it destroys every any in which way you can watch a movie. You can only watch it like one way now, in in my opinion. When you you're just like paying attention to the story. You're the just acting, counting the moles. characters, and all this, and this, yeah, this guy. <laughs> no, she's got the skin tag tally. Just, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or just yeah, like we, just out of met it, the skin you know? tag police. Yeah, you know, right. yeah. No, I think His fingernails are a little long. Yeah, but you know, what? I, I watched I mean, myself I think... in the first episode of Patriot, and I yeah. was, you know, forty-five pounds heavier, and I, oh Jesus Christ, I'm a fat ass, you know. No, but dude, I think that... and. No, I, I don't give a shit. That stuff defines you. It makes your character. Yeah, creates you, man. I mean, what if? This it's is really funny. That... Last year, before we went to Paris, I, I met Steve for uh, for dinner real quick. And he looks at me and he goes, you're skinny. I said, well, I lost some weight. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I have a heart condition. Yeah, it's going to be, oh, fuck, man. You know, this season starts like not very long after the first one ends. So, right. uh, um Okay, we'll just you know put more clothes on you. And sure enough, man, I put on you know a hoodie and a leather, and I don't look that different. Sure. You know, big dumpy white guy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's not hard for me, then. I, no, uh, that's. But I, yeah, don't read the comments. It's yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, don't. Oh Jesus! Ugh. It's just a. You know when we when when uh, they wrote that lovely article about Yulia, mm-hmm. uh, you know, fighting for her citizenship, and they printed some of her work. Sure enough, like an asshole, I read the comments, and sure enough, there was somebody who was, you know, being ugly and critical. And oh, yeah. I, 
I just thought, God, please let me find this asshole someday and just stick his head down the toilet till the bubbles get small. Yeah. I mean, people. I don't think people realize what. Did you just come up with these things off the top of your head, or, it's, or are they saying? He's been saying till the bubbles get small for a long time. Yeah, yeah I've yeah, heard yeah, that expression yeah. for a while. I, you know, but it's, it's not. A, it's like comments. They're they're if you don't delete them, and if the if the person who you know has commented on doesn't have the power to delete them, they're they're up there forever, and it's like forever. There's a guy actually who's emailing us right now who left some weird comment on your blog from 2012 or something. It was your WordPress, mm-hmm. and this guy's been emailing for months saying, "Hey, I left a comment a long time ago, and I just want to have it taken down. I'm so sorry. I just I wrote this in a different time of my life." Wow. Oh, and I know who that is. Sure enough, I don't know how to access the fucking website to delete it, man. Yeah. You're up there forever, and you got to live with that. I, and I, as much as I want to delete that forum, I can't. Yeah, and I, you know what? And I've I've since like kind of made peace with that guy. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it's he's convinced I'm not, you know, the prince of darkness. I mean, once in a while, you just and I don't know what. You know, I mean, certainly you can do things out there in the public eye that are somewhat provocative. I mean, yeah, believe me, the Trump people have no love for me. Mm. You know, uh, no, not not an, nobody not an ounce. Hey, you know what? That's in shocking. Chicago, both Democrats and Republicans hate me. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, that sounds about right. And I return the favor at every opportunity. <laughs> you know, uh, I just yeah. So the Whig Party loves you though. Wigs. <laughs> oh yeah. You're big in the wig the wigs. The oh wig yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, libertarians hate me too, because Ayn Rand was a shitty science fiction writer. Oh, yeah, fuck her. Yeah. And she won she won up on welfare. You know, wasn't that her? You know, what what what's your saying about for, libertarians? They're eighty percent there, and then twenty percent. Yeah, with the personal freedoms, then twenty percent hitting the head with a fucking bat. You know, I mean, just, you know. Yeah, I I tend to agree with that. I I will be talking to a, a self absolutely uh, mentally defective libertarian. I'll be I'll find myself agreeing with a lot of stuff, and then they'll just turn this yeah, corner, and you're yeah. like, wait, wait, what? No, no, stop. Yeah, wait. there shouldn't be public schools. Excuse me. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want the government educating your kids? I don't want you educating my kids. The whole no, you know? non-gun control, it's like, what is that about? It's yeah. like you say all these sensible things about me. about stuff, and then, then the gun control comes up, and they're they're just like the Republicans. It's oh, no, so no. They're the, gun, they're the gun folks. So you know, odd, that, yeah. That John Lott guy wrote this book full of statistics about how people get killed with handguns in America. And... Um, yeah. You know, maybe you should move to Chicago. Maybe you should move to the southwest side right. where we lose 700 children a year to gunfire. Yeah, and, right. and with that said, yeah. I don't want to go down too no, no, dark sorry. a road, but there is a protest going on. Uh, it'll already have happened by the time this is out, but there's a protest on Chapel, and I want to say it's 70, 77th, I think, or 76th, 77th, or 79th. Those are the... I know I'm confusing. You know what? These, there but, was a, um, it was a big a, one there yesterday. For, yeah, yeah, that's what it's from. It's still yeah. stemming from uh, where there was a police riot. Violence. The, uh, the cops went on and beat the shit out yeah, of people. Uh, a barber. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm forgetting his real name, but his his nickname was Snoop. Uh, a, a local barber, a lovable yeah. guy apparently, mm-hmm. uh, had a holster, concealed carry. 
permit as well with the gun, and uh, cops were stopping him, apparently harassing him, and he decided to run away. I don't know why. That shot in the back. And yeah. they decided to shoot him. I, I don't Jesus know Christ. what warrants someone to kill somebody. I, I mean, you know, if he's going to get away, he got away, you know? Just, like, just take... Just take yeah, that, let it like, go. that little that little loss you're gonna have, and just and maybe find him later. Maybe maybe do something else. I don't know. Um, I don't know what makes someone pull out. This a gun has happened in Chicago way too much. At anyone, yeah. And it's always people of color, yep. and it's always and it's always working class or poor people, yep. right? You know, I mean, has what, uh, you know, sh- shoot one white cheerleader from the north side in the back and see what happens. Yeah, you know. Chris, could you zoom in on that a little, a little more? Sorry, I can't. Yeah. Um, you grew up in Cleveland or Hareth, near Cleveland. Hareth, August, Hareth Augustus, thirty-seven, thirty-seven, yeah, years old. Um, rest in peace. Yeah, because yeah, that's amen. not right. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah. Sorry. This I, is when I, I yeah. This is I when I break faith up. with all the, uh, you know, Second Amendment people. Rah rah the handgun. Um. I think what turned it for me really was, was Sandy Hook, you know. Absolutely. Uh, oh man, yeah. And I abandoned all defending of the Second Amendment, and it's the most, you know, the Constitution is a living document. We've repealed yeah. amendments before, and that's certainly one that could use some revision. Yeah, and it's also the most misinterpreted and and interpreted. Like, it, there's been yeah. so much debate over that 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 amendment. That yeah. amendment, and. Uh, you know, the the idea of regulation is built into the amendment. It's exactly. a well-regulated militia. And yeah. so Emphasis on regulated. It was also right. written a in well a time regulated. when it took like five minutes to load your gun. So yeah. it's it's very... And there were bears it's outside very your outdated. house. It's, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, there was a, a necessity to perhaps feed yourself with... Uh, the effort of a, a rifle or something. I just sure. now, I mean, even the gun hunters, it's like, you know, if your male equipment is that deficient where you got to go out and blow the brains out of an animal, you know, I I don't even really buy that argument anymore. Oh, I eat everything I kill. It's like, well. You don't have to no. at this point. You yeah. want venison, you go to Whole Foods and get it, you yeah. know. I also just th- this idea that so like after Parkland when people were saying like well if a uh, if someone had a gun if the teachers had a gun yeah, a good guy with a gun Jesus the argument makes me insane that drove me, me insane and the I also nuts, I'm waiting yeah. for someone to throw it in their face and be like okay so now every gun owner has to w- once a month. It voluntarily go to a school and be a security guard. Then, like, right. you now have to show up at movie theaters. Like, part of owning a gun yeah. is mandatory security guard duty. Then you yeah, can be the good guy with. I a don't gun. know that I want those. No, guys. I don't. No, but you know, I don't. But any it, guys who want guns that bad, I just don't want them around. I right. just children. I know? think it's like fighting fire with fire. How how does how is the solution of someone shooting down one hallway and then a guy coming down the other side of the hallway firing a second direction of bullets? It's just it's just a it's two times the amount you would have. Did you, uh, did you see this? Uh, it happened like right after Parkland. They released this remake of Death Wish. Oh, you saw it. You were you yeah, saw it. Yeah. You, you were. I wa- you you actually just, wanted to see it. My absolutely, yeah. I wanted to see it for one reason. The Charles Bronson movie is a way different animal. You know, um, 
well, you know, New York of the early 70s was the wild, wild west, and it, it was different. It was not as mean-spirited or as petty and vindictive as this one was. There's just something really insulting about living in Chicago and then seeing, like, oh, man, let's make a movie about how we can, like, solve the violence. Oh, that's right. We'll get mm. Bruce Willis to just kill people. <laughs> and we'll just like, kill bad guys. Yep, that's yeah. it. Yep. That's what we'll do. Yeah, I mean, even like I, I love Liam Neeson. Yeah, you know, I have to admit, I actually love the first Taken. But it's like Taken's every movie fun. he makes now, they should call. I'm going to kill you. Right, right. <laughs> you know, it's like right. action movies. Yeah, they've taken this weird turn where it's like it's the same. It has the same vibe. It has the same like. Well, it's, it has, a, it's a pornography of cruelty. Every is time what it I, is. where I'm watching a trailer, I know an action movie is going to come up because you start hearing helicopter noises exactly. or tuba noises before it uh. even happens. It's it's just, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sick of movies about shitty people too. You yeah, know, I really am. Um, it's just the hypocrisy, though, of the gun stuff, too, where um, I heard on uh, NPR um, this, uh, I think it was on Radio Lab. There was a, they did a show about guns, and um, one, of, one of the first groups of people to use the Second Amendment and to interpret it in a way that, that, uh, that, it allowed, that advocated for personal home gun use and, and was the Black Panther Party, and it was because, yeah. you know, shocker, um, young black men were being killed by the police, mm -hmm. and so they started following police cars, um, and if they pulled over a young black man or a person of color, they would get out, and just the Black Panthers would sort of stand with shotguns. With rifles and stuff, and with yeah. 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 There was like, gun control very quickly after that. Well, that's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. All of a yeah. sudden, the state of California, whose governor was Ronald Reagan at the time, was, of like, course it was. was like, we need to crack down on these guns. Yeah. Uh, Every so, time I think how of convenient. the big right. gooey send off Jesus. that Ronald Reagan got, oh, the great community. If it was up to me, man, they would have flipped a, you know, they would have taken him out of the hearse, flipped open his cup, and driven a stake through his heart. Mm. That was the death of <laughs> compassion in America. Mm. Yeah. You know, in 1980, yeah. the Reagan election, yeah. all of a sudden we found polite names for ugly things, you know, homeless. Mm. It sounds so innocuous, and it drove the greatest chasm between us and people who don't have an address. And then you had the whole crack the epidemic, and, and then their yeah. excuse was, well, just, fucking just fucking say actors, no. Man. Just huh? say no. Fucking actors. Yeah. Yeah. Ronald Reagan. Yeah. <laughs> an actor killed Lincoln. Wow. Ronald Reagan was an actor. You know, had he, had he, been, had he been a better actor, <laughs> we would have never had these fucking worries. It's true. You know? Yeah, somebody would have handed him. An, yeah, somebody would have handed him an Oscar. Jesus, you know, he'd just be <laughs> probably chase that. Yeah, he'd be, you know, getting pulled over on Pacific Coast Highway One with you know, probably yeah. a bottle of tequila between his legs. Chris <laughs> is like, Chris is also uh, uh, mentioning Reagan also did not use the word AIDS for a long time. No, because he, he couldn't remember it. He was right. also the president of the Screen Actors Guild during the blacklist and informed on oh, actors. Oh, was he? Yes, he, he was. was? Yeah. Oh, wow. He was, yeah. man. He was an all-around turd. Just when you, you think know? he couldn't be a bigger piece of shit. Bigger yeah. asshole, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, <laughs> Chris I mean, is typing fuck you know, Reagan. I'm, I'm a, <laughs> the fuck being in all caps. Yeah, I'm an actor. I'm an actor. I have no desire to hold political power over people. You no. know, it's just <laughs> I know myself. Uh, right. Well, I mean, I think of that and I get I get scared. I, yeah. I to be responsible for people like that, and then just knowing that someone is out there being like, I know the solution. Exactly. I'm leery if anybody <laughs> wants to be president. Yeah. You know? Clearly, anybody can be. <laughs> no yeah. shit. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't oh. even go down the. the I can't wait to. Let's talk about a more cheery thing. <laughs> let's talk about the writer farm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because we've talked about our galleries, man, and uh, you are actually uh, just as big for young artists uh, as, as. And on a much is. bigger I mean, scale. Yeah, seriously. Oh, cool. I, I, can, I can take no credit for it per- personally, but I will uh, endorse <laughs> it and advocate it. Thoroughly, uh, my wife is uh, the co-founder and executive director of a nonprofit called Space on Rider Farm. It's housed on a 130-acre working organic farm in upstate New York. That's uh, been a farm and been in the Rider family since 1795. And um, her name's Emily. Her name is Emily Simonas, but her her mother's last name is Rider, so it's her her family. Sort of distant cousins were were and are running the farming operation when Emily first came to the farm about nine years ago. Um, so she grew up in the Midwest in Minnesota and had never been to the farm. Her mom had actually never been to the farm. Her oh. granddad moved her branch of the family tree out to the Midwest mm-hmm. when her mom was a little kid. And Emily used to be an actress, and when she first moved to New York, she was sort of kind of on a whim, like, I'll take the train up and see this farm that I'm vaguely related to and uh, yeah. take some pictures and show them to my mom and and that'll be it. And um, was so blown away by the scope and the beauty of the place. She thought it was going to be a little like eight acre vegetable plot. It's this 130 acre expanse. Um, She was blown away by the proximity to the city. It's a 82 minute train ride from Grand Central. Um, But also the original 1795 homestead is still there and it it hadn't been lived in for a while when Emily first arrived. You're just north of like Nyack and Terrytown and all that up there, right? We're yeah, we're maybe maybe an hour from Terrytown. Um we're near the Connecticut border. We're near Danbury, Connecticut. Um There's a federal prison there. I know where that is. (laughs) Oh cool. Yeah. (laughs) Um yeah, actually the prison that is the prison in Orange is New Black is very near there. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's an easy commute. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, the original idea was Emily, this original 1795 farmhouse was there, but was um, needed some TLC. And so the original conceit was that her, she and her scrappy theater buddies would kind of come up, come up for the summer in exchange for painting and scraping and, you know, sort of just fixing the place up. Mm-hmm. They would get to... Um, have time and space away from the hot muggy mm-hmm. city for the summer yeah. and work on their art. And that original sweat equity agreement went so well that now uh, we're in our eighth season of supporting artists. We support about 200 artists a year. They That's amazing. Yeah. And they have time and space man, on the farm. And bless farm bless you guys for yeah. doing that. That's a, yeah, right a really necessary incubator. And, and people forget that they, the arts don't really happen in a vacuum. And the one thing you learn from being part of an ensemble or being part of a theater is that it's a collaborative process. Absolutely. And sometimes yeah. some time away to workshop stuff t- to, you know, crush ideas together yeah. and come up with something salient. 
It's absolutely necessary nourishment to yeah. the process. And especially yeah. when absolutely. you're first starting out and doing that, you need to be around a bunch of different people and different perspectives. Yeah. And because if you know, if you're just going at it uh, from what you know, and you're just not going to listen to anyone, hmm. you're just going to make stuff that's good to you and people. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it might speak to one or two people out there, but you got to have a got to have a range of people yep. to hang out with. Sometimes something as simple too is just having time uh, away yeah. from the Amen. hustle and bustle of your life and mm. uh you know what you were saying earlier about when we were talking about success like i think for people to t- take a minute away from the city and and thinking about critics and agents and money and you know uh, what's my next thing going to be is it going to be as good as the last thing um and just being able to sort of reset and like kind of come back to to zero and just be like, okay, I can breathe. I can lower my shoulders. I can, you know, yeah. um, kind of just get back to the in- original impulse of whatever it is, writing or painting or, you know, we making something, making yeah. something out of nothing. Yeah. That's a hard thing to do. Tell you me know? about it. Yeah. Um, now, as far as the, the acting or theater program up there, do you guys actually do scene work? Do you do... Not so much. It's more. Um, Is it more writer driven? It's it's more writer driven, and it's it's often um, we do have actors come up and do readings and things from from time to time, but it's often more writers who are sort of in the initial stages of either starting a, a new play mm-hmm. from page one, or you know, maybe doing a, a rewrite on a draft that they have. Mm-hmm. But the majority of our theater artists are playwrights who are there just. Um, looking for time and space to, to write. And um, sort of our most robust program is five weeks. Um, it's called The Working Farm, and they come for five non-consecutive weeks. So they come at the beginning of the season, the end of the season, and then three weeks kind of in the middle. So they plant and then they pick? Yeah, exactly. Good man. I mean, yeah, all, man. all the farm, uh, you know, analogies and metaphors are, are ripe there. But, um, you know, it's uh, what's great about that is, you know, hopefully, you know, by sort of coming in and returning to the farm farm a couple of times throughout the season, that play is sort of always subconsciously sort of percolating for them. Like, you know, they'll come mm-hmm. and really spend a lot of intensive time with it on the farm and then go back to their lives. Uh, but knowing that they're coming back to the farm, it kind of keeps it. Maybe uh, make some notes and yeah. where, where to take it. Sort of keeps it alive in a really interesting way for them throughout the You know, if you'd like, leave us uh, a link where people – you know, can apply and Absolutely. we'll yeah, put it yeah, up we will your put it podcast. In the, yeah, in the information. Um, yeah, there. I yeah. think applications for next season go live in August already. So, um, yeah, applications in August. Now yeah. you're going back to Orange Is the New Black for a little bit now, correct? I am. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, we'll check. <laughs> no, Cut this yeah. out. Uh, Market, Chris. <laughs> I might be able to say just that much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, moving along. Do you, okay, but you, you know, you're in these, you're in these productions. Orange is the new black, and and uh, Captain Phillips. Do you expect? I mean, I think, I think an interesting thing is I was watching uh, Terry O'Quinn, and they were asking him about Patriot, and he goes, you know, you just never know what's going to happen in this business. You prepare to fail, so to speak. Mm. Do you expect? Like the wild success that Orange is the New Black has, or the Captain Phillips has, or do, like when you're shooting, do you have this hunch? Do you have this great feeling, or is it just? Um... Sometimes it all depends. With Orange is the New Black, I not at all because sure. when we made the first season, um, you know, House of Cards and Orange is the New Black were the 
the first, first two ones, yeah. original series from Netflix. And so there wasn't this template. It did, you know, we it was sort of like, well, what is this going to be like? Is anyone right. going to watch this? Yeah. And, um, yeah. I remember when I was offered it, I was like, I knew some people involved, and so I and I loved the script, so I I, ju- I jumped at it. But I remember thinking, like, what Netflix? <laughs> That's like those are the DVDs you get. The in blockbuster yeah. guys, yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. how how's this going to work? It's Which amazing so uh, just how quickly those platforms. Flower. I know, right? It was not that long ago. Uh, no, yeah, no, it not was, at all. Uh, it was what, 2013? Five years ago. Yeah, yeah. five years ago. I think, yeah. And it now, feels even less. now we've got Epix, MHZ, which I'm still trying to figure out how to access. It's got a great French. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Series. I, I don't know what you just said. Yeah, I think <laughs> you made that up. Yeah. <laughs> there's this French. We got this. No, no, trying to launch. Uh, Next. Yeah, there's a Whirligig. There's yeah. a no, 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 no. Thunderball. There's, 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 there's this French series called. There's this French series called Spiral. Right, right, right. And the platform is evidently entitled M H, capital M, capital H, and then a small Z, and evidently you can access it somewhere through Netflix. I don't okay. really. You know me and technology. You're, you're not, making this up. No, I'm not. I'm honest <laughs> no, to God, and I'm no, making it up. That's how bad you are at technology. Well, then we just have to E-Pix assume you're making it up. And now um, Apple TV is going to have a, a, sure, a platform. Yeah. I'm pretty oh, yeah. soon. Everybody's going to have a studio. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you guys were one of the first shows for Amazon. That must have been weird. I mean, even though we knew Netflix was coming, it's like when Amazon picked up Patriot. Well, Amazon had the success of Transparent yeah, to, right. to kind of build on. Right, and they're but, and they're growing. Like that's that's the best part yeah. is like everyone has Amazon Prime now. I feel like. Well, Mrs. Maisel's just got nominated for a. And yeah, yeah. Of so, Emmy, so I feel know? like Patriot has been as popular as yeah. it's as it's I ever been. I don't even think it was totally pop like during the pilot, like in that in that whole thing where they put out the pilots and they were going to see which one. And got everybody them. like voted on it. Yeah, that was yeah, a yeah. grueling. That, that was a grueling yeah, it was few kind of brutal. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, even then, it was like nobody knew that people were picking pilots during that time. Or I. Well, it's really like, weird. I I knew that. Somebody was watching it because one day I'm walking out of Mariano's and this girl's tugging on her boyfriend's sleeve and she goes, that guy looks like Jack Birdbath. So I did the I, I did the only star thing I've ever done. I turned to her, I looked at her, and I said, I am Birdbath. Yeah. And I just walked out. You know? <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> yeah, if I had a mic, I would have dropped it. Yeah. But, it, it's odd those first flushes of being recognized. Oh, Cause, uh, yeah, I've been in twenty five movies and I'm either hitting someone with a board or getting hit with a board. You know, right? And it's you're it's, good at both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you got to specialize. You know, um, but but that first flush of like when they see you kind of repeatedly and they mm-hmm. realize it's actually a job. You know. Mm-hmm. That's an odd bit. It's odd. It's odd. I'm how not, do you how I'm do you handle it? it. I, I don't always handle it well, to be honest. I try yeah. to remember like that. You know, I'm I'm still and hopefully always will be so grateful that I get to do this. Yeah, you know, with my life, and yeah. so I don't. <clears throat> um, but some people are are rude. Like you know, people will. Um, can be really aggressive and interrupt you while you're eating or yeah. while you're in a. We you know, we took Rain Wilson out to for sushi yeah. and 
three or four times people came up, sure. wanted selfies, wanted, you yeah, know. Yeah, he's very famous. Yeah. And um, he was very gracious and, mm-hmm. and very lovely about it. And uh, as we were leaving, he goes, yeah, he, this town needs some more celebrities. And I said, <laughs> hey, man, people take selfies with the fucking weatherman here, you right. know? Yeah. We don't really have movie stars here, well, you know, and... Uh, yeah, so I get recognized here a lot more than yeah than at home. Um, what drives my wife crazy because <clears throat> I I will let this play out play out much long, longer than I need to. But people often recognize my face, but they don't think that that it's from TV or anything. Like they just are like, I know you. Oh, <laughs> and I'm wow. like, yeah, and, yeah, and I've gotten. I, I I play along. I'm like, oh, yeah, where are you from? Like, what do you do? Who are you? You know, plumber. Did I work in your house? They'll, they'll be like, you went to high pipes? school with my sister, I think. And I'm like, well, where'd you go to high school? And meanwhile, like my my poor wife is like, Jesus not Christ. And, yeah, and finally <laughs> she's like, do you watch up. Netflix? Have you ever seen Orange Is the New Black? And like, yeah. <laughs> but like a lot of time people are just like, I know, you know, do, where do you work? Do you <laughs> where yeah. do you work? Do, uh, do you find that people notice you here more than over New York, over in New York, because of Easy? It, it might be, yeah, 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 it yeah. probably, yeah. Easy's Easy's a big thing here, man, and like I haven't seen a show that's captured Chicago the way the way Swanberg. Yeah, yeah right kind of, you know, it looks like our city. You know, I mean, it, it well, feels yeah. like our city. I heard a great quote. Somebody said. Um, People who are not from Chicago that direct movies look like tourists in Chicago right. making a movie. The people that are from Chicago making movies about Chicago, they're yeah, obviously exactly. from yeah. there. I mean, you look at The Fugitive, Which, Andy Davis, that's and, a Chicago And Jennifer movie. Reeder's movie, yeah, signature movie, you look looks at, uh, just like, like Chicago. Michael Mann's you know? Thief, even. Like, that's Chicago. Yeah. Um, what, what's a great example? The Breakup with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Anderson. That's they not a Chicago movie. They didn't know their ass movie. from a fucking Home Alone. Home Alone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Home Alone, though, man. I love Home Alone. He loves so I, 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 it. It has movie. some classic. He started watching it when he was six. It's some classic. Just, but those are, some, those are suburban Chicagoans. You know? It's got nice. Ralph Foodie saying. The classic suburban Chicagoans. Merry awesome. Christmas, you filthy yeah. animal. And I like, and I like John Hughes' uh, movies, for that matter. Sure. So. But even but then, I know, I know what you mean, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe is very—he's uh, very adamant about representing an accurate version yeah. of Chicago, yeah. Yeah. And, and and advocating for local businesses. Um, oh yeah, you know, plus yeah. dark the, matter coffee, exactly. half acre, uh, new city the guys who are yeah. making their own beer in the garage. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's I mean, a there's, there's a something... scene shot outside that bi- the bike shop, uh, right? Yeah, I'm a block away from it, or I used to live a block yeah. away from it. By the way, me, dark but, um, matter that's is special. The best cup of coffee you it's can amazing, get in Chicago. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, in a way, Chicago is almost like the main character of Easy. Oh yeah, you know, oh uh, yeah. That's what I think. You know, yeah. Because um, there is no main plus character. It, I mean, he right. uses so much, so many actors from here. I mean, so much talent from yeah. here. It's 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 heartening. It's cool to watch. It plus, is. his brother is a cool guy. Yeah, James Swanberg is awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The I, nicest man in the world. I was, Lemons. I was introduced to uh, to him through uh, a, a show that uh, Twin Peaks and and his band Today's Hits do. And yeah. I remember talking to you Twin about hits. music, and you said, you know Today's Hits? They're in Chicago. And at first I was like, no, man, I don't. And then I started to think. I go, wait, no, 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 I do, but I don't yeah. know their music per se. I know when they collaborate the with yeah. Twin Hits and... Um, they're a sight to see, man. They're all trashed, but it's a beautiful thing. It's a, they're all they're all can still play and yeah. still jam, but they are just having a good time, time. Of their lives, and it's uh, 
The Twin yeah, Peaks I recommend guys are that. friends of ours, so we we, we yeah. know them. Yeah. And, you uh, just saw uh, uh, Mike James, Michael Gaylord James's uh, show. His uh, photos. Yeah. At, yeah. Adventureland. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 And, um, he's a great guy. We, we we're gonna get him on here soon, but yeah. Um, uh, yeah, James is awesome, and he's now performing. He has another project where he's just going. He called James Wanberg, and oh, nice. um, uh, yeah, so check him out. Check him out. Definitely will. Definitely will. He's a he's a character, man. He's yeah. <laughs> hey, do me a favor and promise us that at some point you'll you'll please come back. We've so enjoyed yeah. this. Yeah. I, I have one more question before we just wrap up. And yeah. I, it's only because you are a Cleveland native, mm. and I just feel very sorry for you oh, uh, with LeBron James. Thanks. I'm very sorry, yeah. sir. Yeah, that hurts. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I I understand, and I wish him well, and yeah. I love him so much. It's I think not, he's an incredible man. I think he had to make that decision because of Dan Gilbert. Yeah, yeah, I've had that thought too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not a Dan Gilbert fan at all. You're a Cavs uh, fan from way back. I'm but a Cavs fan. He gave you and... he gave you a great season, man. Oh I, my God. I mean, I think you, you kind of had to know he that carried the whole the Warriors are just that stacked. It might, yeah. you know, it's not yeah. going to happen. But he, I mean, what he did for the city, bringing that championship home. Uh, yeah, oh, I, I that mean, was and that was the greatest forever. finals of all time. I mean, it was incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I agree. This season, what LeBron did more than any other of his seasons in his career, cements mm-hmm. him, from, in, my, in my opinion, as the greatest. I yeah. Mean, he really, yeah. he really, really, really was extraordinary. You know, everybody's, yeah. oh, you know, in Chicago, we're all, we're so blinded by the the thing of Michael Jordan. Sure. But what the you got to realize yeah. is that LeBron never had the supporting <clears throat> cast oh, Jordan had. Oh, oh, oh. He never Scottie had. Scottie Pippen is, is great. So is Dennis Rodman, so is Horace Grant. LeBron had people that averaged over 20 points in in his cast. Yeah, Kyrie and Kevin Love, that's pretty good. And yeah, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Now they're gone. That's pretty good. You know, I mean, yeah, no, this far, season he... I, I, I'll just say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. That se- was the second season. worst team he brought to the finals. The first was that 06, 07 yeah, team. Yeah, that yeah. team was crazy awful. But, yeah, no, I agree, man. What he... What he did, Jordan will never be able to yeah. do because it's this year he was Colossus. Yeah. You ever no, seen that painting? Sure. Maybe it's a magnificent painting. Okay. It's called Colossus. Right, it's in right. The, uh, Prado in Madrid, and uh, it's a Goya painting. It's okay, a, it's a giant protecting us. See it? I'm. That's who LeBron I, was. This I possibly year. saw it. Yeah, um, but he yeah, was the no. Colossus of Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Now you're the Colossus of Cleveland, mm. Jonas. Yes. No. Yeah. Breaking news here. I'm I'm joining the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> Signed a one year deal. Signed a one year deal. Yeah. Just Six a veterans man. minimum. But yeah. you know. Uh, exactly. I intend yeah. on proving my worth. Um, yeah. So check me out. Uh, Startingpointcast.com <laughs> and check Michael Chernus out yeah. in season two of Patriot, which I'm hearing is dropping in November. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we can't wait. And thank you so much oh for being God, with thank us. Thank you guys. Yes. Yeah. What thank a treat. you, Michael. Kid, take us out. All right. Thank you guys. Hey guys, this is Max Fitzpatrick of the Max and Tony Show. We just want to thank you guys for tuning in to our 43rd episode. Sponsored by Forbidden Root Beer. Next time you're in Chicago, check out their brewery on 1746 West Chicago Avenue. Big shout out to Parkwalk Productions, home of the Max and Tony Show. 
Don't forget to check out Adventureland Gallery and the Dime Showroom at 1513 Northwestern. We are currently showing Pictures from the Long Haul by Michael James and a show, a debut show by Danny Torres at the Dime. That's 1513 Northwestern. Want to catch up on old episodes? Have any burning questions for Max or Tony? Then go to themaxandtonyshow.com. That's themaxandtonyshow.com. Tune in next time for our 44th episode. If that was cool, I'm cool with it. (laughs) 